This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. When the Inflation Reduction Act offered massive subsidies to build electric cars and batteries and other green technologies in the U.S., officials in the European Union hit the roof. They said this would hurt Europe's competitiveness. But now the EU is saying, "Ah, never mind, maybe it's not going to be so bad. The head of the EU's antitrust efforts says that any damage from the IRA subsidies would be very limited for a number of reasons, including the fact that the EU already has many green subsidies of its own in place. And besides, European companies can qualify for those IRA subsidies as long as they make EVs and batteries in North America. And as if on cue, the CEO of Audi, Marcus Duesman, said the IRA makes it highly attractive for Audi to build an assembly plant in the U.S. He says Audi may go it alone and build the plant itself, or what we think is more likely, Audi will build the plant together with the VW Group. Here's why we say that. Scout, which is part of the VW Group, is going to build its own assembly plant for electric pickups and SUVs rather than go with a contract manufacturer like Magnus Steyr or Foxconn. That's according to the German trade publication Automobilwulsch. So we have to ask ourselves though, does the VW Group really want to build two assembly plants in the US, one for Scout and one for Audi? Or would it rather build one plant that they both could share? And remember, the group's new CEO, Oliver Bloom, just axed a new plant in Germany to build EVs because he wants to hold down spending. Those EVs will be built at VW's existing plant in Wolfsburg instead. So we sure think that VW would rather build one plant in the U.S. rather than let Audi and Scout build two of them. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility, manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. There's more trouble in EV startup land. Sounds like Lordstown has a pretty significant problem with its endurance pickup, so it's issuing a voluntary recall and will pause production. With the help of its suppliers, it's working to find the cause of the problem, which it says involves, quote, a specific electrical connection issue that could result in loss of propulsion while driving. The fix could be anything from design modification to retrofits and even software updates. So it sounds like Lordstown doesn't have it nailed down yet. While the recall only affects 19 models that were delivered to customers or are used by Lordstown, there's still no timetable to restart production. But while one EV startup is falling behind, another is shuffling ahead. Fisker announced that ChargePoint will be its official public charging provider for North America. Owners will get access to ChargePoint's 210,000 charging ports, which can be located on the Fisker Ocean's navigation screen, and they can also get turn-by-turn directions on how to get there. Production of the electric SUV has already started at Magnus Plant in Austria, 
and most versions are already sold out. But it is taking orders for its top-of-the-line Extreme model, which offers all-wheel drive, 350 miles of range, and starts at just under 70 grand. We've got the latest details on Peugeot's new 508. The front end bears a new grille and a three-claw lighting design, which is also picked up on the rear taillights. There's a number of powertrain options, including three plug-in hybrids and two ICEs. The two-wheel drive PHEV versions come with either a 150 or 180 horsepower gas engine that are mated to an 81 kilowatt or 108 horsepower electric motor and an eight-speed automatic transmission. The all-wheel drive version has a 200 horsepower engine, the same 81 kilowatt motor and eight-speed trans, but also an 83 kilowatt motor on the rear. All are paired with a 12.4 kilowatt hour battery pack. However, no range estimates are given. The ICE options include a 130 horsepower three-cylinder gas engine and a 130 horsepower four-cylinder diesel. The interior of the new 508 has been updated as well, highlighted by a center screen that looks like it slides into its own docking station and a digital cluster set high and integrated into the dashboard. Look for the car to go on sale in Europe this summer. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety keeps raising the bar for automakers to earn its top safety pick and top safety pick plus. Last year, 101 models earned the awards including 65 that qualified for the Top Safety Pick Plus Award. This year, only 48 models earned the awards, with just 28 getting the Top Safety Pick Plus Award. To earn the awards now, vehicles need better side crash protection, better pedestrian protection, and better headlights. The IIHS says it wants to challenge automakers to, quote, build on the safety gains they already achieved but the industry is making progress in several areas. The roof strength, head restraint, and vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle front crash prevention tests are no longer part of the evaluation because pretty much all new vehicles get good ratings. So the IIHS tossed those tests out because they're no longer relevant. Advanced driver assistance systems are nothing new in passenger vehicles, but now Nikola will be the first U.S. truck maker to equip the technology in its electric and hydrogen-powered Class 8 semi-trucks. The system uses cameras, radar, and LIDAR for lane keeping, automatic emergency braking, lane centering, lane changes and merges, and to drive the vehicle in stop-and-go traffic. And new features can be added with over-the-air updates. And when not on the road, like at a loading dock, the system monitors and highlights pedestrians around the truck since there's lots of blind spots around a big rig. Multiple fleets will begin pilot tests of the system by the end of this year, and Nikola plans to make the technology available in its trucks by the end of 2024. 
but it's still running into delivery and money problems that could put these plans at risk. And speaking of Class 8 electric semi-trucks, Nissan is using them to deliver imported cars from the Port of Los Angeles to dealerships in the area. It's using four semis from Nikola and Kenworth, and it partnered with Avant Garde Auto Logistics, a woman-owned transportation company headquartered in Tennessee, to deliver the vehicles. After this initial trial, Nissan plans to deploy more electric trucks in LA and says it could begin using BEV trucks for a number of logistic uses. Nissan says it's doing this trial to learn more about using electric delivery trucks for vehicle delivery and to achieve its goal of becoming carbon neutral across its entire operations by 2050. And interestingly, Nissan used to have its own heavy truck division called Nissan Diesel, but it sold that off to Volvo Truck around 2007. Bridgestone Firestone is using motor racing to develop more sustainable tires. Firestone is the exclusive tire supplier to IndyCar and will provide tires made in the U.S. with natural rubber for the street races this season, and that's up from one race last year. The rubber comes from the Guayule shrub, which is a natural source for the material and is more environmentally sustainable than rubber trees. It's used in the sidewalls of the Firehawk race tires, which will be used as the alternate tire at street races starting on March 5th. And here's a fun stat. Firestone says it will make more than 1,900 tires for the races, which is a total of 380 tires for each race. It will also provide tires that use synthetic rubber made with recycled plastic at the Indy 500 this year. And while that brings us to the end of today's show, instead of my usual send-off, I'm going to leave you with a highlight from yesterday's AutoLine After Hours. If you enjoy what you hear, I encourage you to go and watch the entire show. Well, let me be the contrarian on the exotic cars because uh, it makes perfect sense to make an electric Bugatti, Ferrari, Lamborghini. They're fast. Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce. They're, but they're, they're fast. Yeah, you, you really can't get that kind of acceleration out of a clean, you know, just emissions-friendly car mm. with a V12 or turbocharged V8 or something like that. That making it an electric vehicle allows you to get to the levels of exotic car and no emissions. So I just think it, it makes perfect sense. You're not driving these cars cross country. You're not you're not taking your your Enzo cross country on on a trip. It, it's just to show off to your neighbors and to drive to the next town over and and on a date night. That's about I mean, it. My, this is my uh, preach it brother. Uh, my hand uh, preach it brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but, but waiting you, for. I'm, yeah, I didn't have a question. But as you guys know, it's the sound of the engine, it's the vibration, it's the shifting, it's uh, using the clutch, hopefully. You we know. can see that all of those emotional defectives are served every year at no at no great trouble. Uh, it, it, it's a numbers thing. You know, there's, there's only, you know, there are only so many rich numbnuts who want to buy such cars. And, uh, and, and, and that is a, that's a, to a public policy advantage. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. 
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.